And it is 1.1 because I do have an original podcast episode of Inside the Cave up, and that's just strictly on SoundCloud, which you can listen to at Tyler McKinnon 3 if you choose to do so. That's spelled M-C-K-I-N-N-O-N. And I wasn't sure at the time if we were going to continue moving forward with this. I did have a lot of fun doing it, gave it some thought, and we will. But these ones we're going to be putting onto iTunes, which you might be listening to on now, SoundCloud as well, and some other podcast host networks to bring a wide range audience on board. You do have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page up. Make sure to give that a like, follow, and share if you do enjoy the show. And it's going to be, it's or it is, ITC Sportscast. So just all one word there. Uh, you also might be wondering why the cover art or banner, whatever you want to call it, looks like you should be getting ready to listen to some sort of audiobook of a Stephen King novel of some sort of serial killer rapist lumberjack type character that gets off to lampshades because Stephen King's just run out of ideas to talk about or write about I should say and to be honest I'm not really too sure I gave out some feelers of some designs and uh, this one sparked the most interest they a lot of people liked it I do have a beard so I think it works it's not quite jump off the page sports cast but fuck it I don't really care you know it, it, it works I think it's uh, a little creative, it, it, it's different, so that's what we're rolling with. If you don't like it, you, know, you can just kind of suck me. I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to give you sports. I'm going to give you uh, a rundown of what, what you're going to expect from this show. Um, and this is the last time I'm going to do it because I did do it on the original. I'm going to give you sports like you haven't heard sports before. It's going to be different. It's going to be uh, rough around the edges sometimes. It could be vulgar. There could be language. If you don't think you can handle that, then I suggest you just hit the stop button right here, right now. If you think you can, then let's go for a ride together. It's that simple. It's going to be a sports-based podcast. Not just on one sport in particular, but a wide range of sports. Whatever's happening in the now, just happened, maybe coming up shortly. So that's anything from football, baseball, hockey, boxing, UFC, tennis, golf. Sky's the limit when it comes to Inside the Cave. Show length is going to be around 20 to 30 minutes, probably closer to the 25 to 30 minute mark. If you have a 25 minute drive to work, I want you, knowing that a new podcast episode just came out of Inside the Cave, I want you plugging that shit in your car and listening it all the way to when you get to work. If you have a 15 minute drive, I want you brushing your fucking teeth listening to the start of this so you can finish up when you get to your car and get ready to clock into work. Eating your breakfast, your cereal, your toast, your bagel, your eggs, your bacon, whatever it is, I want you to listen to the full, and most importantly, I want you to enjoy. So lots of rundown of what you're going to get with this, so let's just dive right into it now. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about UFC 213. They did take a little bit of a hit, that card did. Uh, they did lose the women's title fight uh, the day of. Noons got sick, so apparently Dana White wasn't too happy about that either, but <clears throat> that's a story for a different day. If you are, I will say this, looking forward to a UFC coming up, then look no further than UFC 214 July 29th. That card is absolutely stacked. 
live from Anaheim, California in the Honda Center, home of the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, huge fight card. Donald Cerrone, Robbie Lawler on there. That fight should be crazy, I think. It could be a stand-up war uh, if, Dur- if Cerrone wants to stand with him, but he, I rarely see him not stand and bang, so that should be thrilling, and and I, I'm stoked for that fight. You also have three championship fights, including the Women's Featherweight Championship, Damian Maya versus Tyron Woodley for the Welterweight Championship, and it doesn't get much bigger than this in the UFC. Light Heavyweight Championship, John Bones Jones versus Daniel Cormier for the Light Heavyweight Championship. Jones, 21-1. His only loss was a DQ to Matt Hamill way back when, and Daniel Cormier, 19-1, and and his only loss, that to the hand of John Jones. So should be an absolutely stellar card, absolutely stoked for that. Now as for UFC 213, watch a little bit of that undercard. Travis Brown, that guy should probably just retire. Uh, he lost to some 40-year-old Olenek guy. I'd never even heard of him. I definitely have not seen him fight. Not to my recent memory, anyway. The guy was 40. He looked like he was so tired, this Olenek guy. But he somehow pulls off the rear naked choke on Travis Brown. But he looked gassed. If you watch that fight, he seriously looked like he was... I, I just didn't. I thought he was going to run out of oxygen if the fight was going to end. So he was just breathing so heavily. It was, it was insane. Also had... A decent fight between Pettis and Jim Miller. Pettis won that by unanimous decision. Overeem and Verdum. That one was majority decision for Overeem. I, I don't know. I kind of, I had mixed feelings about that one. I kind of thought Verdum may have had it, but I, I honestly now these days, I've seen it time and time again, too many times, that the, uh, I, the way I think and the judges thinks are are kind of two different things. I'm gonna give it to the judges because it was majority. So it wasn't split. Um, one guy had to draw, and then the other two had Overeem. So I think in that sense, uh, I have to I have to agree with them. If when it's the split decision ones that they lose, when one guy has it, one guy has it, a little bit uh, more annoyed. But um, nonetheless, Overeem gets the win there. And the main event: Whitaker and Romero for the UFC interim middleweight championship, and. Uh, Whitaker ends up winning it. Unanimous decision was an okay fight. Uh, wasn't overly exciting, but um, nonetheless, and it was funny after the fight. Uh, Michael Bisping, the current UFC middleweight champion, went into the octagon uh, talking about fake belt and you come take this and, and this and that, just calling it you know fake and and uh, you're not the champ and all that sort of thing, which I 100% agree on. And I do want to make a quick point on Michael Bisping because he is the champion. Uh, and I like Michael Bisping as the person outside of the octagon. He's pretty funny. He says some funny things. Uh, I've always did want. I did want to see him get knocked out by Dan Anderson. But when I look at uh, at Michael Bisping, I don't think he's that uh, great um, as a UFC champion. I, I don't. And I th- honestly think Whitaker will take him out. But when I look at his rise to the to the title, I think when he fought Anderson Silva, I think I th- actually thought he. He lost that fight, uh, that that you, uh, the decision. It went to decision. I th- I think he lost that one. Uh, if you look at him when he fought Luke Rockhold for the UFC title, I don't think Rockhold took him seriously whatsoever. If you watch that fight, you can see that Rockhold has his arms down, really low, like the entire fight. Just no respect. Kind of shades of Silva Weidman when when Silva was fucking around. But you know, Silva does that all the time. 
And then that time he just got caught. But with Wachold, I think he was just thinking, it's Michael Bisping. He's been in the UFC forever. He's never won a goddamn thing. Maybe the, the middleweight division is a little thin. It kind of always has been that thinner division. Uh, at times it's been better, but Anderson Silva was so great anyway. It didn't really matter who you had f- fighting him. He was going to win. Um, but in my opinion, it is maybe one of – it always kind of has been one of that thinner division. It's either that or the heavyweight. Uh, middleweight and heavyweight have always been kind of those thinner ones. Welterweight's usually been always pretty good. Light heavyweight's been fantastic. was fantastic for years. Nobody could even hang on to the title. That's how much talent there was in there. Um, and then when he fought Dan Henderson again, um, Dan Henderson's old as fuck. So <laughs> um, I think Whitaker will take it from him because I just don't think Michael Bisping's that great. Maybe he is just a late, late, late bloomer, but only time will tell. But as I was saying, he came in there, went into the octagon, and said, you know, it's a fake belt, and it, and it truly is. I mean, what is with the UFC? And this is the the big point I want to make out of this whole thing because the the card was was decent, but it wasn't worth talking about for a long time. The thing that I want to talk about is because of this fake belt. What is with the UFC giving out these interim titles all the time? What, what why are we doing this so often? I understand if somebody misses consecutive fights, but when you're missing one fight, don't make it a a fucking fake belt on the line like what's going on with that if you miss consecutive fights yeah it makes sense we've seen it in the past Dominic Cruz he missed a lot of time then you can give somebody an interim belt then you can strip the belt away uh, Frank Mir way back when he got in a motorcycle accident way back in the day they had to do that with him that's totally fine if you do that but if you're not if you're missing one fight just make it a contender belt if you want to make it one of those five round fights which I do like and I don't like the, the I do like the five round fights as the main event because it, just in case you don't know if you, you I mean you should, probably should now because the UFC has been doing this for a long time if you do follow it obviously you would know um, the five rounds for the main event so if you're a main event in any card on, on any given day your fights going five rounds so this was going to go five rounds regardless because they put that fake belt on them and then it got bumped up so it was going to be five rounds. You can you don't have to have title fights for pay-per-view all the time. You're probably not going to get as many buys and I understand why you would do that. But if you want to make it a five-round fight, put it on UFC Fight Night. Put it on UFC on Fox. Those aren't huge, huge names. But if it's a contender fight, like Whitaker Romero, why wouldn't that be on Fox? I, I think that's a Fox-worthy card. Definitely a Fight Night. And then you can have it five rounds. But don't give me this fake interim belt shit. What are these guys fucking 10 years old? Sucking back oranges on the sidelines on a soccer field? Getting participation ribbons? Like, no. Why Why are we doing that? And the one thing that really, like, and they're handing them out more and more often, I find. Like, I find every, like, third, fourth card, there's a UFC interim belt on the line. Like, it's getting crazy. They're starting to pass these things out more than a fucking groupie at Woodstock. And the one thing that really pisses me off is say they do win that fight and they become the interim champion. Later down the line, if they don't, their next fight when they are going to fight the champion and they don't win, but then the next fight they get introduced as the former interim middleweight champion. Why? It has no, carries no weight. Why are they getting introduced to that? It, It carries nothing. Oh, you lost to the champion? Is that what you did? Congratulations. Like, get fucked, Dana. UFC, you got to take that shit out. I, I, can't, I feel like I cannot be the only one who is annoyed by this. It's just so stupid. If you want to make it five rounds, problem. 
fucking solved. I just told you. UFC on Fox, UFC on Fight Night. And the one thing I don't like about that is because if I think you're the champion, shouldn't you get a little bit of an advantage of fighting guys that haven't had that five rounds? Because once they get into that fourth and five round for the fifth time or for the first time when they've ever fought, or, or maybe they've only done it maybe one time, you start to see that they get worn out by the fourth and fifth round. That extra five, ten minutes is a lot of time. It doesn't seem like a lot of time, but I'm sure when you're fighting, I've done a little bit of, you know, wrestling around in UFC-style things, and after three minutes, I'm gassed. So you add an extra 10 on top of a professional athlete, professional fighter, it's going to wear down on you. So UFC, Dana White, get rid of the interim belt. Nobody likes it. Make it a top contender as it is. If you want to make it five rounds, put it UFC Fight Night. Put it UFC on Fox. End of story. MLB All-Star Game just passed, and thank God it is back to the normal format. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, they used to have, which now they, like I just said, thank God, not anymore, deciding the All-Star Game, having deciding home field advantage for the World Series winning league. So if you're uh, the AL, if the AL wins the All-Star Game, you're getting home field advantage in the World Series. Why in the hell is there one game, that being the All-Star Game, deciding the outcome of who gets home field advantage in a game in July for something in August or sorry October what the hell is that yeah we're gonna get, we're gonna make the all-star game mean so much because 90% of these players that are in the game you know what they're not gonna be in the in the World Series but ah eh, let's just do it anyway like, what are you trying to do? Like, Bud Selig, that was the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard. And I'm not just saying this now because it switched back. I was saying this from day one. That was the dumbest thing ever. Like, if you if you thought it was going to bring in a whole bunch of viewers, I'd love to see the numbers. I'm thinking maybe it didn't, and they thought it would. It's an all-star game, man. I watched about the first three innings of that game, and it could have been for the World Series home field advantage or not, and I probably wouldn't have watched any more or any less. I actually honestly only had it on the background looked like it was a shit game by the final score I saw. I saw that was a 2-1 final in 10. I, either way, I wouldn't have been watching. It's an all-star game. It's supposed to be showing off your best players. If anything, it's giving players some time off in the middle of the year that aren't in the game or are in the game even. You do get a little bit longer break because baseball, you play every goddamn day. They have the longest schedule in the in the league in, in all of the sports it is for good reason i mean it does have to be longer but i think they play far too many games because the games they play season wise to compare to playoffs if you blink your fucking eyes in the playoffs you might miss the whole thing it's just so short so compared to season to playoffs i hate the ratio i wish it could add a little bit more and i think they'd make a little more money too at the, at the end of the day on that but as far as viewership goes for the all-star game i mean the home run derby is where it's at. And if anybody saw the home run derby this year, it was great. I mean, Aaron Judge, that guy's a fucking beast. Like, that guy's bit six foot seven, like 280 pounds of muscle. Um, I think that guy's got the potential 100% to put up 60 in a season. I mean, he's only going to get better. He's, what is he, 24, 25, something like that. He's only going to get better. His swing looks effortless when you see him at that home run derby. He was hitting balls in that final round. Where I thought, oh, that's staying in the park. Watch, watch, watch. Gone. So that's where it's at, Bud Selig. And I'm, I'm talking to Bud. I know you're not the... I know Rob Manford's the MLB commissioner now. But Bud Selig, I got a beef with you on this one. Because 
it was just stupid. I mean, all you're doing is showcasing your best players. That's it. You look at the Pro Bowl. Nobody likes the Pro Bowl. Everybody hates it. Nobody plays defense. NBA All-Star Game. Nobody likes the NBA All-Star Game. Nobody plays defense. It's about the skills competition. So actually, hockey, NHL is not too bad now that they have that little three-on-three tournament style. That's probably the best one. It's actually a little bit entertaining, to be honest. But the skills competition is where it's at with these sports. You look at the basketball. It's the dunk competition. It's the three-point competition. The home run derby for baseball. That's what everybody was talking about leading up to it and after the fact even after your little shitty all-star game was played you could do without all-star games in all sports and nobody would give two fucks seriously they wouldn't i at least i don't think so i don't think i've met anybody who's like oh you're getting ready to watch that all-star game man it's gonna be fuck i got a pvr and i got like six buckets of fucking chicken coming down to my place i'm just gonna eat that fucking chicken so hard and just watch that all-star game it's gonna be great like, nobody said that to me. Nobody's going to KFC ordering the place out for All-Star Tuesday. This isn't Super Bowl Sunday, so let's not make it that. And that's what they tried to do. This is what Bud Selig did. He walked into the schedule room in New York. He said, you know what, guys? Are you working on that schedule right now? I know we play a lot of games. You're probably working hard on that schedule. I know we play way too many games than we should. But I have an idea. I want to make, you know all those 162 games that you're working on? I want to make the one. What? When's the all-star date? That is going to be the game everybody wants to see. I'm going to make it the game everybody wants to see. It's going to be must-watch television. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make the all-star game host. The, the team that wins is going to be get home field advantage for the World Series. I haven't even run it by anybody, and we're just going to do it. I don't care. It's going to, it's going to be the greatest idea the baseball has ever seen. People are going to be flocking to the streets. Pubs are going to be on fire for the game, and it's going to be the best thing ever. I know, like I said, I know you guys are probably working hard on it. I know a lot of these players probably aren't even going to get to decide their own fate of making the playoffs and being in the World Series that are in this game. And if a team has a really good season, like a record-breaking year, ah, they'll get home field for the first two two rounds. But if they get to the World Series and this All-Star game spoils their fun, well, too bad for them. And if they're playing a team that just squeaks into the playoffs, they can get home field advantage anyway. If this team has 20 more wins than that team, ah, they can get home field advantage anyway because I want to bring in viewership for this All-Star game. Because it's an All-Star game. It's the best thing ever, guys. You guys done with that schedule? Pass me that schedule for a second. Pass that schedule. So he takes the schedule, puts it on the ground, unzips his fly, Whips out his dick. Not too fast, though. The last thing you want to do is scrape your dick on the inside of those semi-sharp edges that possess your zipper. So whips out his dick at a safe and reasonable speed. Proceeds to piss on the schedule. Grabs some gasoline. Grabs a lighter. Then douses that fucking thing and burns that motherfucker to the ground. I was there. I saw it happen. It happened. No, I wasn't actually there. I was I was at a Starbucks in New York. I could see Bud Selig through the window doing this thing. Thought I lo- thought he lost his fucking marbles. Spilt my Vente $32 Flamboyacino all over the goddamn place in shock. I'm just kidding. It was it was it was $16. No, all kidding aside though, that's basically what Bud Selig did. I mean, seriously, that's essentially what he did. He said, "Fuck the season. This is exactly how I want it." How this passed anybody is beyond me. But he basically just said, you guys can have a good year. You can go out and play. And we're just going to put it in the hands of a shit mix of players that um, are, are going to have nothing to do with the World Series. 
and it was the dumbest idea I ever heard. I'm completely and and, and utterly happy that uh, it's back to the normal format because it was stupid in the first place. You should never have anything like that determined. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. It's it's there. It's literally there for the whole city, and that's it. Nothing more. Nothing less. Anybody watching on TV is not going to be thrilled about it, and unless you're at the game itself. It's not going to be anything special. I wasn't going to sit here and watch the All-Star Game, especially when you think about the All-Star Game, too. It's in the middle of fucking July, people. (laughs) There's a lot better things you can be doing in the middle of July if you're on the West Coast at 5 p.m. or on the East Coast even at 8 p.m. If you're in the East Coast, you have a better chance of watching it, probably unwinding to the end of your night on a Tuesday night. But on the West Coast, it's on at 5. A lot of people are doing a lot of other shit at 5 o'clock in the warm sunshine that possesses summer so that's that's going to conclude this week's episode i hope you enjoyed episode 1.1 i'm tyler mckinnon be sure to follow on instagram twitter and facebook at itc sportscast we'll see you next time for episode two thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed